Coaching Impact Radio, informative conversation by coaches for coaches with Frankie Dorn and Terry Hayes. Our guest today is a certified life coach, clinical hypnotherapist, and more. Yet she was almost a statistic in failure. It was a life coach that pulled her out of a downward spiral. This so impressed her that she dedicated herself to coaching and empowering others. Empowering Women in the UK today with Frankie and Terry's guest, Coach Kate Young. I have to tell the story how we, how I kind of came across this. So I am a big fan of keeping, you know, my finger on the pulse of all things coaching. So I am one of those individuals who sets up all those little Google alerts that lets me know all the cool things that are happening around life coaching. And Kate's name came right across my little computer inbox uh, because she had the opportunity to get interviewed. And, and I just thought, uh, Kate, you know, I, I want to kind of do a quick acknowledgement uh, of of that little bit of press, I think it was a really great write-up. I, it was the the mail, wasn't it? Yeah, the Burton Mail in Staffordshire, which is right in the Midlands of the UK. Yeah, really great write-up. And, and what struck me about you in particular and why I thought you would make such a great treat to bring to our audience is uh, really the work you're doing, again, around your niche, having to, to work with women in the UK and, and that perspective, because mm. so many of our listeners, I mean, they're all over the world, but so many of our, our listeners may be really out of touch with how coaching women is going in the UK. I think it's a really interesting mm-hmm. subject. And of course, I bounced okay. it off Frankie, and she's very enthusiastic. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> We, we yeah. love to hear about, you know, what's going on in coaching around the world. So I'm really excited mm. to hear your perspective, Kate. Absolutely. Okay. So, so let's start with just a basic question. Uh, first mm-hmm. of all, is how did you get started in coaching? Sort of what was that journey mm. for you? We always like to know how you, show, how you got here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, well, it was a really a personal experience of, um, of coaching myself. Um, Prior to getting into the coaching field, I worked in human resources for for 12 years and, um, you know, had a really successful career with that, um, but it got to a point where I... Um, I kind of felt unfulfilled and unhappy with what I was doing. And um, and I think all of that negative stuff that was going on for me at this point um, really was the, the kind of like the, the catalyst to, 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 to help me seek support elsewhere, um, to help me work out where I was going. I felt quite lost and quite stuck. And I didn't really know how to get out of that that situation, how to feel happier, really, mm. um, and I couldn't work it out for myself, and unfortunately, all of this uh, led eventually to me um, suffering with a condition known as chronic fatigue syndrome, or sometimes known as ME. I don't know what it's referred to over in the States, but it's kind of either of those will be used. And it's kind of very much like having flu all of the time. It's very, very, very debilitating. And there was no medical sort of support for that. And it was so strange because I I came across life coaching really when I'd hit rock bottom with this illness and I didn't feel that I was able to... Um, the, 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 there wasn't a very bleak future for me and um, the life coach that I worked with at the time she helped me realize that what I was 
I was thinking about, my beliefs and my mindset um, was all making the symptoms so much worse. In, in fact, I believe it was kind of like making the illness there in the first place. And so um, I had a real light bulb moment at that point when I realized that actually by changing my thinking could actually change the physical experience that I was having. And it did. And, you know, it took time um, and it took commitment and it was a, a slow and steady journey. But eventually I, I recovered. I, I got well simply by thinking positive, thinking energy um, and all of those things that I'm sure your listeners will, will completely understand. Um, and after that, I thought, well, you know what, this is, if I can do this, if I can make this change, then others can too. And I really just have this urge to, to do something about that um, and to help others make, make their own profound changes. And it kind of linked back to how I was um, prior to the illness where I was that, that feeling stuck thing that I explained just now. Mm -hmm. um, and all of that come together and it just, seems to make sense to me that I was destined to do this this kind of work um, and yeah and so I got trained and then I and then I launched my business it, it is a calling I, it's it's so it's so interesting mm. listening to you describe this and it reminds me and, and Frankie I'm sure you can echo this it reminds me just how common the human experience is around being drawn to coaching because I don't care yeah. who I'm talking to from what what far reaching corners of, of the world or the, or the countries, um, pretty much everybody's story is, is the same. It's this, these aha mm -hmm. moments that are stacked up on top mm -hmm. of each other. Frankie, I mean, you've, you've been around as many, as many years as I have. It, it, this, is, this is the call, right? This is the story of the call. Well, it, it's so true because we, I think we reach a point where the unfulfillment in our lives is so overwhelming that mm -hmm. we just can't, um, stay where we are. We have to um, make some change. So that really is the catalyst yeah. for change. And coaching yeah. in so many cases is the answer. It's what is very fulfilling. So, yes, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, there's a common thread here for sure. Yeah. Mm. And I think that if I had, um, you know, sort of like looking back at the illness, the, 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 my sort of like that health issue that I had, I just consider that to be such a gift actually now and I certainly didn't feel that at the time as I'm sure you can imagine but mm -hmm. now looking back I, I, I don't think that I would have had the the, uh, the guts I suppose to have left that old career and, and, and took the plunge and to do something different so I also sort of look back at that now and think well actually you know what that there was such it was such a blessing for me in the end um, and and yeah I, I just I, I love it and I love what I do now and I'm sure you guys too you know get up in the morning and I actually really want to want to work the problem is stopping stopping yeah. working <laughs> No, yeah, we have no, no idea what you're talking about. Nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> but, you very know, true. here's another thing that's, that's very common of coaches is that their own personal experience um, has, that has led to transformation is exactly what leads them to coaching, you know, in a specific niche. So I'm curious as to how your experience led you to coaching women specifically and around what issues. Can you share that a little bit? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, like like what you you said, I am. Um, you know, what? Well, so just to explain, my niche is um, professional women in the main, um, around the ages of thirties and forties. Is 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 really my my target, and um, I I relate to, to these people really on of the two main reasons I think the first is because I have been in her shoes and um, not really knowing how to get help um, and how to sort of feel different and, and sort of change for people can be you know uh, obviously massive and really profound but it could just be something small in their lives that, that they think well actually you know if we could just adjust that or just change that then things could be so much more positive for me so I think because I didn't know where to go to for help um, and to, to feel different, I feel like there must be, and I know that there are, so many women out there who are in that exact situation right now. Um, so I really, I can't, I'm very passionate about being the person to say, look, you know, things can be different and I can help you. I have the skills, I have the experience, I have the expertise now and I can help you do that. So I guess it's sort of like almost looking back at myself and where I have been and, and, and feeling a passion for that. Um, the second thing I think also is that over the years I've just become increasingly interested in the the differences of uh, of the genders um, and, and sort of how we operate in the workplace as well as at home and <clears throat> and that's one of the things I also referred to in the press release Terry that you referred to at the very beginning about there being um, certainly underrepresentation of women in senior roles in the in the UK um, for sure and even though we have uh, you know legislation around equal pay there is still that 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 pay gap in, in existence so I just feel very passionate about doing something about that too and and helping women make that progress because I, I really believe that you know we have just so much to offer and there are barriers both internal and external um, and I, yeah, I feel very 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 passionate about helping women to break those barriers and, and to, to reach their full potential I think it's just something that comes from my, my heart really um, that, 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 that sort of need to do something about it does that answer the question? It does, and it brings up for me uh, kind of a, a next level question, which is, you know, every, again, every corner of the world I think you go to, the sort of the, the examination of, of the different genders and the roles and, and how mm -hmm. each of them are emerging. I mean, I think that uh, there are opportunities for coaching-centric to women. I think there's opportunities for coaching-centric to men. Yep. But, but it mm -hmm. really is the, the, the pulse, right? It's the pulse. And in, and in the mm -hmm. U.K., even though, like everything you just said, here I am in the States, right? And I'm going, yeah, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I know that even, that even though we're both kind of on the same page with our, maybe our, our thoughts around that, I know that the, the speed at which things develop or yeah. – um, the things that are very topically relevant are different from country to country. So what are some of the biggest, mm -hmm. biggest, or not biggest, most common, that's it, most common 
coaching obstacles that you are finding that you're coaching in the UK? Is there is there some like specific thing that you go, oh, I talk to my clients about this all the time? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I find that the root cause to, to most of the things that people present are um, is self-esteem. Um, real, um, you know, people present all sorts of different things, anxiety, you know, even things like depression, all the, the, these sorts of things, but it, it almost always stems down to this, this belief um, around their own sort of self-worth um, and, and this sort of low uh, confidence really in the in their own um, in their own abilities, kind of self doubt. This is kind of what I see coming up time and time and time again, um, and almost as well is that sometimes I find that there is quite a negative. Um, belief about what confidence is. I remember once I, I did a little workshop and um, I sat down and I just said to people, okay, what is confidence? And the responses were shocking. It was all things like arrogance, being big-headed, and all, all of these mm. things. That there were, nobody said, well, you know what, that, well, it's, it's amazing, and it, you know, it, it's what you know, could really take people forward and help them feel fulfilled. And well, no, There was none of that. And um, and I, I find that a lot in certainly in, in the UK in my experience of, of, of working with people that um, that almost like to self-deprecate and to sort of be humble and to sort of you know put yourself down is almost something that I, I see happen for people to fit in with other people and to not stand out and to not be judged by others because I think that there's an awful lot of that, that fear of being judged as well. Perhaps by blowing my own trumpet, people are going to think I'm big-headed. So there's an awful, and that's another thing as well with, with women in particular, worried about what other people think. Um, it's a very, very common one, which probably stems down to the most, so I'm saying it all roads seem to lead to this low self-esteem thing so um, so quite often uh, when I work with clients it's going back to where this all started from you know and you know quite often it was events or, uh, or events that, that occurred during uh, you know childhood and things that they've learned and and sort of learnt behavior from parents and such like so that's probably the biggest thing I find and it's a pretty big thing. <laughs> it's pretty I'm, amazing, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a very big thing. I think self-esteem uh, being really an under an underpinning of uh, so much men, women, you know. But but you're right. I mean, I have definitely. I would echo. Let's <laughs> put it that way. I would mm -hmm. echo that. I definitely see that coming up in in women quite quite a bit. And it's it's always interesting mm -hmm. to remember, um, you know, how much it comes up sort of across the board or around the world, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, I think so. Oops, Frankie, go ahead. I can certainly say that, yeah, I can certainly say the same for uh, uh, clients in Canada, you know. I mean, so I think it is a universal issue. I think mm -hmm. where you see maybe the cultural nuances is um, what you just said, Kate, about, um, you know, people self-deprecating and, um that that is more maybe a cultural um, uh, situation around you know lack of self-esteem. 
I don't sure. see that a lot um, with the clients that I work with, even though there you know, may be self-esteem issues. I don't mm. see a lot of the self-deprecating remarks, and that is a... Um, you know, a way that they fit into society. So that maybe is mm-hmm. one difference. Carrie, yeah. You yeah, no, I, I think I do think there's some interesting nuances to um, to what will you say, cultural, regional, educational, socioeconomic. I think that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's a lot of factors that get in there and influence the, the, the way we all turn out, right, and the way we continue to evolve. Mm-hmm. But I definitely, I mean, I definitely have seen uh, some very similar situations is what Kate's describing amongst mm. amongst the women, right? Um, women's mm. groups in particular. Not not that yeah. men are immune from this by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, mm. you know, yeah, not at all. But but definitely there is a dominance to it. And and I and I actually like to talk about um, also some of the other trends, Kate, that you see coming up in the mm. UK around coaching. But we're going to take just a quick break. Mm-hmm. We're going to be right back. Coaching Impact Radio is brought to you by Impact Coaching Academy. Impact Coaching Academy offers life coach training and certification in over 20 specialty categories. Life, business, couples, health and wellness, and more. Courses can be completed as self-paced study, live teleclasses, or in-person intensives. Just like our radio show, Impact Coaching Academy is by coaches, Four coaches, and you can join in for free. Sign up now for your free membership and receive over 20 hours of training and programming, yours to listen to and enjoy, absolutely free. Then chart your own path for growth with courses that are starting soon. Check the calendar to see the current offerings. Impact Coaching Academy. Check it out right after the program at impactcoachingacademy.com. Alrighty, and we're back. So we're going to dive just a little bit deeper uh, while we've got while we've got Kate held captive. <laughs> we're going to find out what are I mean in the coaching community in general. In the coaching community in general in the UK, what are you noticing? What are some of the trends? Uh, is it growing? Is it thriving? I, yeah. I just want to get your perspective. I think it's definitely growing. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I might be wrong, but I've always got the sense that perhaps the UK is slightly behind the United States um, in relation to coaching as an idea. Um, and I think that certainly, of course, there's always going to be people that are very cynical about it. But certainly from just seeing... The, um, the the amount of, of of coverage it gets, the amount of coaches that are are coming up, it it appears to be a growing thing, which is great news, obviously for me. Um, yes. <laughs> um So um, so yeah, I, I would say that it was growing, but in terms of um, trends around this, one of the things that I'm seeing an awful lot more of these days is online stuff um Ooh. so online webinars um and coaching programs that is is all done um are online um and sort of technical um sort of developments around it uh which is something that i i, I mean it's great because it, it allows people because it's more affordable as well 
for sure. people to sort of join into this. So I think you probably just make it more accessible, um, but also it's it's just another way of a kind of like getting getting your work out there um, and, and helping people. So, um, yeah, I, I'm certainly seeing more online webinars, that, that kind of thing. Um, niching, I think that's probably a, a massive thing that that is developing, the, the amount of people that are really seriously niching their coaching. Um, I mean, some of the, the sort of specific things these days, um, eating psychology or around personal image, and there's an awful lot. I mean, there's, there's coaching just around, um, you know, making more money. <laughs> um, divorce, specifically ones. Obviously, there's the sports coaching. So I'm seeing these popping up much more. And certainly myself, um, sort of, you know, because when we get qualified, we're qualified as, as, as general life coaching. And as I'm sure you have done too, you, you sort of, you, you're trained to kind of be able to do almost anything, be able to deal with any issue. But when you go out there, um, you you can't really distinguish yourself from all the others. So I'm seeing a lot more people getting this idea of of really being absolutely so focused on who their ideal client is, and it, it's almost like some micro niches really mm-hmm. are, are coming up. So so I mean I imagine that's something that's happening across the world. Um, but but I think because coaching is becoming more popular, I'm seeing I I see a lot of coaches in my networks and things like that um, and to be able to be competitive that's one of the things that, that I'm seeing happening and women only coaches is something that also is um, is very 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 popular here um, I, I'm seeing you know quite a lot of people that in terms of their niche they are going for women specifically um, I don't know why that is I think perhaps that because that they are women themselves, and maybe there's some similar reasons to me. Um, I don't know, but so so those are one of the so they're kind of like the key things that I'm seeing. In fact, there's a quite a lot of just going on sort of the women development thing, really. Um, that we have a lot of women initiatives over here. Um, in fact, some of them are actually um, government funded too. Um, sort of specific training, women-only um, network, um, things that, that are going on. So there's quite a lot of um, recognition, I think, um, and as particularly at government level, of the need to invest and to, to develop our women. And um, I'm kind of going on a bit, off on a bit of a tangent here, but I'm certainly seeing uh, more and more women realising that um, having their own business offers them the, the, the sort of the, the flexibility, I suppose, that they, they need from employment. Um, so it's just general observations, really. <laughs> yeah, and and you know you're sing you're singing to the choir here because you know if I let yeah. Frankie loose, she's going to start singing the praises of tight niching. <laughs> Go ahead, Frankie, let him let her loose, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know I was smiling as you were talking about it because. Certainly, from my perspective, and I know Sherry uh, Terry shares this, is that that is niche coaching is the way to success for mm. the majority of coaches, because uh, you can focus on your your target uh, market. Um, you're yeah. really more connected to your passion when you figure out 
you know, who your audience is because mm-hmm. you're bringing your story to them and your story includes your experiences which are mm. so relevant to yeah. your audience and it's also relevant to what you're getting back from them and what you're learning in your own self-development. And that, if you wrap all of that up in a nice big bow, um, that helps you make a much better living as a coach. You have less struggle, mm-hmm. you know. And so, yeah, we, we love mm-hmm. niche coaching. And <laughs> I, when I very first started um, my, my business, uh, it was very much scattergun approach. And I, I think that it, you know, it took me a while. I, I knew I, I knew I had to niche, um, but I wasn't really sure what that niche was um, for a while. Well, you know, obviously, I've always been drawn to, to the women for, for the reasons I've explained. But you know, there was sort of so many different options. It's like, okay, wh- where am I going to? Where am I really going to go for here for, with this? Um, and you know, I, I, I had to go on my own journey, really. I suppose with the business to work out, oh no, yeah, this is where my heart lies. Um, this is what's really important to me. Um, this is where I'm going. And you know, and. I think sometimes people, I've heard people who respond to uh, to niching in quite a negative way because it's like, I think they sort of fear um, that they're going to have no work. In fact, it's the opposite, uh, as you've just, yeah. just said, Frankie. Um, but it, it's um, it, it's like, well, I know I couldn't possibly turn down work. Um, or, you know, actually, I must, I must sort of like make sure my website talks to everybody. Otherwise, it's, yeah. but actually... Yeah, I think you know it, it's it's perhaps a new concept for for a lot of people um, out there. But uh, no, I, I'm certainly I'm seeing more people get it these days. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, you know the, the, trying to trying to speak to everyone means mm-hmm. that you end up speaking to no one because yeah. your message is not clear, it's not directed, it's not received. And so, you know, as we've all said here, you know, rather than limiting your work, uh, when you kind of look at a focus niche and make it like an inch wide and a mile deep versus a mile mm-hmm. wide and, you know, trying to capture everybody, you are going yeah. to be able to craft messages that really resonate mm-hmm. with your prospects. And mm-hmm. you're focusing on what, what their challenges are and what the solutions are that you're bringing to them in a very specific way. And mm-hmm. that's just marketing 101. So, you know, coaches need to really understand just general business practices, and the niche coaching fits right in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a perfect uh, fit mm-hmm. to uh, growing your business. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I think that the thing I, I was going to add to this is that this, this, uh, this call, right, and I think that this is where even as coaches – we need to support and encourage coaches to figure out their niche, um, to recognize that figuring it out quickly versus taking some time, sure, that absolutely impacts, you know, your bottom line. But at the same time, this is what's interesting to me is is I think we also need to allow like what Kate's talking about because I had a very similar experience Kate that whole journey of trying to figure out exactly (laughs) where I wanted to land and that sort of thing and I see that happen I think we need to as as an industry I think we need to let that be okay like to have it say you know as long as you understand that yes this is going to seriously impact your bottom line and and it it is going to increase your business to, to get a really clear niche that you're very passionate about Um, but if it takes you you know three months, 
six months, mm-hmm. a year, it, take it. Go ahead. Waddle through mm-hmm. it. It's you know, waddle through yeah. it as long as you you know. But just stick with it until it until it pops. Because I see mm-hmm. so many uh, so many coaches that think, oh, I have to do this in the first forty five minutes, otherwise I can't mm-hmm. possibly move forward at all. Yes. And then they yeah. stay there for like a year doing nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. While you're thinking, keep working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, it can take you can take time. You got to get it right. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think you you got to follow your heart. Hmm. Well, and well, a me... coaching business, a coaching business evolves. You know, yes. uh, Terry, you and I have been in the industry for 12 years. Kate, how yeah. long have you been a coach? It was just a couple of years now. Yeah, still, still quite new. <laughs> yeah, but still, you know, I know with Terry and I, uh, where we started was very different from where we ended up. And who knows what six years from now is going to look like. You know, and I'm right. sure the same situation happened with you. So it is an yeah. evolution, and I think every coach needs to understand that. And it's all good. It's not mm-hmm. like you're making a mistake, even if you start in one area and you say, you know what, um, that's not where I want to be. That that time spent has led you to your next step, mm-hmm. to the next mm-hmm. part of your journey, and that's all good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I think the the final thing I want to share with um, with our audience today mm-hmm. is is how you've sort of brought this all together to create um, to create your business and and what is the the challenge from coach to coach? You know, I mean we're all just coaches here, <laughs> so from mm-hmm. coach to coach, all of this coming together. What is the biggest challenge that you have faced, and, and how did you or are facing? And mm. how did you overcome it, or how are you overcoming it? Mm. Yeah. The, the biggest challenge uh, really is dealing with my own um, personal, uh, I want to say mind, mind monkeys. <laughs> which yes. are those, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, those little bits of self-doubt. And I've already spoken about, you know, the self-doubt and self-belief issues. And obviously, you know, I'm not immune to those things too. Um, and so that that's kind of what I've been working on. And, you know, and I still... And, I still continue to do so on on occasion. I need to, to do that, um, but it's it's having that absolute belief that this is going to be, a, you know, that that this business is is going to continue to grow, and you know, it's going to be successful. The vision that I have, you know years down the line you know that that vision you know I'm I'm getting there <laughs> I'm working towards it um and so I, I guess it's been the personal things really that those personal little things that are little bits of fear of failure and all those little things along the way that I've I've kind of sparked up every now and again and working on those and how I do that one of my favorite techniques is emotional freedom technique Mm-hmm. Or tapping. So do 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 you know much about that over in the states? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think that's probably where it originated. Uh, yeah, it did. Um, and so um, yeah, I, I generally kind of use that as my technique, as my sort of the best one really for me. And so yeah, it's it's just 
been decluttering, but not just once. It's just continually recognizing and being self-aware about, okay, you know, am I doing sort of negative thinking about the business or an event that I've got to do or whatever it is, um, and to to turn that around and so self-coach really, um, which is kind of sometimes easier said than done, isn't it, when you're in the middle of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so so yeah, it, I think it's been the mind because all the other stuff about setting up a practice. I think that um, has has been relatively straightforward for me in my experience, um, and you know, and and I just kind of trust that I will be meeting the right few people. I've met some fantastic people who have helped me build my business, and I'm continuing to do that now. Totally getting my head around. Um, sort of what works in terms of building my business and what doesn't um you know for instance i have i've made massive mistakes with advertising it doesn't work for me um whereas um the the sort of the the personal the the networking uh, approach that sort of more personal face to face type of development has, has really really worked well so yeah so i think that it is just that sort of development of my ideas of how I'm going to promote the business and how I'm going to grow the business and trial and error and you know as we always say in NLP there's no such thing as failure and keeping reminding myself of that and keep on moving forward and trying new things so um, yeah of course there's been lots of there's lots of challenges but I think perhaps the biggest ones has been going on in my own mind mm-hmm. Which I continue to work on. Yeah, you, me, and everybody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I suppose and, that's it. yeah, isn't that the truth? Mm-hmm. Well, I just want to give a, a quick last shout out, round robin. Uh, Frankie, any final questions for you? Uh, no final questions. I just want to thank you, Kate, for being here with us and for, you know, sharing the perspective of what's going on. In your part of the world, um, it's really nice to hear, and so thank you for being with us. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, it's our pleasure. And Kate, any final words you want to have our listeners know? (laughs) Hmm. I know, what an opportunity, right? Oh, um, now you put me on the spot. Any sort of final words? Um, No, it's, it's just, well... For all those coaches out there, just keep on doing uh, the great job you're doing and keep that passion. And and I suppose that the the key thing is always remember your why, the reason why you're in business, because that's what keeps me going in the morning, um, keeps on moving forward, you know, that that reason why I'm actually doing it. And, and, And if you can't, very quickly and easily answer the question, while you're in business, then get that sorted. <laughs> would be yeah. my advice. <laughs> get that <Yeah>. sorted. <laughs> get That's that sorted. Be very, very clear about um, why your business is first thing, and secondly, the, the benefits that you um, are obviously giving your your clients. Because you know, so often I I hear people describing. Um, you know, or you know what what coaching is, and um, you know I think that probably people are more interested in okay, well, that's really nice, thank you very much, but actually, how are you going to help me? So those are the two things: the why and the benefits. Yes. <laughs> that's my final word. Perfect. Yeah, I was going to say from from her lips 
to everyone's ears. Well, <laughs> this has been a great conversation. Just a delight to have you. And with that, we're going to hand things back to Vince to close us out for today. Consider it closed. You can find our guest on the Internet. Check out Kate's blog, coaching programs, and more at kateyoungcoaching.co.uk. Coaching Impact Radio is brought to you by Impact Coaching Academy. Experience ICA with over 30 hours of complimentary materials, then chart your own specific training plan at impactcoachingacademy.com. And of course, join us and access the growing archive of programs here at coachingimpactradio.com. Join us next week, same time and place, as we continue the coaching conversation. I'm Vince Hayes. Bye-bye, everyone.